0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to Finance in a Flash. On this episode, we tackle a very important question that a lot of people have been asking and that's very important to go over during times of market volatility. That question is Should I adjust my asset allocation or when should I adjust my asset allocation? Chip and I really take a deep dive into this topic and into this question, and we go over a lot of key scenarios where it makes sense to do so and where it might not make sense to do so. Again, thanks everyone for listening to Finance in a Flash. Let's go. All right everyone, welcome back. Um, it's been a little while since we uh, recorded Chip last time. It was me and Aaron. how, uh, how have things been going. Uh, I
1: tell you, it's great to be back in the saddle again. I've, I've kind of missed it, <laughs> so uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad to be here, and uh, hopefully our listeners will find it uh, the topic of the day interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, so, do your kids uh, think you're a celebrity yet? Or are you still working on that? <laughs> my kids um,
1: will never think I'm a celebrity, no matter what happens, and um, <laughs> no matter what. Ha- unless, no, no. unless you're on Dude Perfect. If I'm if I'm on Dude Perfect now, then that's that's different. We we're yeah. we're good to go there. And that's uh, if I if I were somehow uh, on Dude Perfect, my son would just go nuts. So uh, in case you haven't seen that, uh, it's a YouTube uh, Dude Perfect. is just a bunch of guys and they do uh, wacky tricks and things like that. Very uh, awesome YouTube show. Uh, you should Google it if you haven't had a chance,
0: right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, trick shots and all kind of stuff. But anyway, so this episode, um, we're going to talk about asset allocation because we've received a lot of questions really throughout this year especially on when should i adjust my asset allocation or should i adjust my asset allocation especially in the year you know 2020 we've had insane market volatility you know violent swings up and down um and when it comes to people's investments the one of the honestly maybe the most question we've received or the most often people have asked us a question this has been it of you know should i adjust my asset allocation and whenever markets tend to swing up and down, I think this is really, you know, relevant and a relevant question. And it really is an important question to ask as well, because that's something that really drives the performance of your portfolio. And before we get started into answering that question, Chip, if you could just define, start from the basics and define what asset allocation actually means.
1: So asset allocation is simply, and I'll just uh, kind of keep it very straightforward in saying that it's your exposure to various asset classes from an investment standpoint. And so from a very broad standpoint, we think of stocks and bonds, they're two of the they're the main two asset classes Now some people might consider real estate as an asset class and uh, some people consider gold an asset class and uh, hedge funds and that sort of thing but from uh, our conversation today we're talking about stocks versus bonds.
0: Yeah perfect. so for example an example asset allocation would be someone has 60% stocks and 40 percent bonds just keep it basic because that's one of the most common ones in the industry. So first I wanted to kind of go through an, of an example and a, our thought process behind creating an asset allocation for someone. So I, I'm going to throw a scenario out there and then we can kind of go from there. So let's say, you know, a young couple comes to us, wants to be our clients or, you know, just a young couple in general. in general, let's say 35 years old and they roughly have a 30 year time horizon, right? You know, Average age retirement, 65, around there, 60. So we'll just play with that for now. So initially, their allocation, asset allocation might be more growth-oriented because they have uh, higher risk tolerance. You know, volatility doesn't really bother them right now, and it really shouldn't. I'm not worried about what happens in one year. I'm not worried about what happens in two, three, four, five, even really 10 if you have that long of a time horizon. So if you believe that over time stocks are going to outperform bonds, we do want to be more growth oriented, obviously it depends on a person's risk tolerance, but as a general rule, when someone's in that accumulation phase, we like to be more growth oriented. And then as a, you know, kind of reach retirement, the distribution phase, when they'll be touching that money, that's when we switch to potentially more conservative portfolio because they will be drawing on that money where volatility really does play a big role because you don't want to be taking 10,000 out a month and then the market swinging up and down so much and your portfolios really takes a hit when that happens. And when you take that money out, we're seeing real losses there. Um, so that's kind of, I guess, a general overview of, I think the way that we think about asset allocation chip, if you wanted to add anything there?
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, when you're young and you have time to recover, um, you know, and and really your primary objective is growth in your portfolio, then, you know, the asset class that's going to get you the most growth, and this has been academically proven um, many, many times, is stocks. And so, you know, that's kind of the way we think about it. But when you uh, reach a certain age and... Uh, you start seeing the time where distributions are going to start. Uh, then you kind of become concerned and at least aware of the fact that you know the markets do not return six, seven, eight percent annualized every, each and every year. You know uh, you have some years where you see positive returns, some years where there's negative returns, and um, you know th- you become very sensitive to that with time. And uh, as you're uh, thinking about distributions, you definitely need to, to think about making asset allocation adjustments um, at that time. So, yes.
0: Yeah. So I guess going off of that, can you give maybe a few examples and maybe, you know, there's not a ton, but a few examples where maybe it is appropriate to make an asset allocation adjustment?
1: So, yeah, I mean, uh, during the course of time, you you you're A risk profile ultimately does uh, change a little bit. Um, And I think it's easier to think about the times when you should not make asset allocation changes, uh, because that's where you really uh, can make mistakes. And, And to me, you don't get more conservative. You don't increase your bond exposure after a significant stock market decline. That's just uh, historically has not been a productive way to invest. So the time where I know with, with our clients, we think about that is when things seem really good, when the outlook is favorable. Um, that's when you kind of say, OK, the outlook is pretty favorable, I know. But heck, you're, you're uh, getting a little bit older. You know, you, maybe your uh, your kids have gone to college and, you know, maybe you have another 10 years. Uh, but But that's kind of the time to start thinking about making an asset allocation adjustment. And so we have that conversation with clients and just go through scenarios. Hey, how would you feel if your portfolio... Uh, performs this way, you know, um, what, what kinds of uh, adjustments should we make? How, you know, just have that, this conversation and it involves risk uh, and return attributes and, you know, short-term volatility and all of those things. And and it's just a healthy conversation to have with a person, but you have that during times when uh, the outlook is pretty favorable. You you really don't, you know, we would never go to a client after the market has taken a big hit and say, Hey, you know, have you ever thought about reducing your stock exposure? That uh, normally is a bad time to make those uh, those adjustments.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's well said. And transitioning into, I think the reason why we came up with the topic of this podcast in the first place was, like I mentioned earlier, everything's been so up and down this year, the market as well, um, as as the economy too, and we're getting a lot of questions in in. Our daily job of Now that the economic um, Now that the economy going forward looks Very grim The outlook on the stock market looks grim Now is now a good time To reduce my stock exposure You know we've seen We were talking about this before we started recording But the S&P since March 23rd Is up 51% The Russell 2000 is up 58% Which is just absolutely ridiculous And Like I've mentioned before, no one would have believed that would have been that quick of a turnaround since March. I mean, that's just staggering. So really getting back to the question of that we've received a lot of people in general. And I think if we took a big poll, people would say the outlook going forward on the economy or the stock market is not very good. And because of that, people want to reduce their stock exposure. So if that was if I was posing that question to you, what would be? your response to that? First
1: of all, I would agree. I think that it does seem like, you know, the economy has taken a bit of a hit, but the stock market has done really well. Um, You know, I would say that it it seems like it would be a good time. The problem is we have no idea, um, you know, if we're right or wrong. Uh, And I can tell you that there are certain pockets in the stock market, certain types of companies, certain sectors. Um, you know, certain companies of certain size, that sort of thing, um, where the outlook hasn't been, I mean, the returns haven't been so great. And so, you know, we really, you know, we we don't know what's going to happen in the next, you know, uh, one year, two years. Um, And so, uh, but at the end of the day, I would say, I do believe that over an investment cycle, even at current, uh, uh, current stock market levels. I think that stocks are going to outperform bonds in a ten-year cycle. Now, does that necessarily mean that we should not adjust um, the asset allocation of the portfolio? Definitely not. I mean, to me, the one thing that I like to uh, uh, there's there's two broad reasons to make. Asset allocation adjustments, and to me, uh, there's client-specific reasons and there's tactical reasons to do that. And so, I know that with with client-specific reasons, that has to do uh, mostly with you know the need for the the money, the the, the purpose for your investments. What well, why are we investing? If we're investing for retirement, and you're five years away from retirement, then uh, we need to think about okay, what where are we going to start getting money? Where is that? That on deck money going to be, um, and then also from a client specific standpoint is, is a person's risk profile. So it's you know how much return. Uh, do you need? Uh, How much risk do you have to take? How much risk do you need to take? And, um, you know, what's your capacity for risk? Can you afford uh, for your portfolio to be down, you know, a a bit over the next two or three years? Um, And then um, just really uh, ask some really um, focused questions to the client on that and have discussion on that. And, And that's when I could say, okay, well, you know, your risk profile has changed. So maybe let's take a little bit of an adjustment. Now, we're not talking about a, you know, go from 80% stocks to 10% stocks. That's not, that's more of a market timing move, which we we definitely don't um, agree with that sort of um, yeah. change. But a small adjustment at the margin, you know, going from 75% uh, percent stocks to 65% stocks, maybe that would be appropriate. Um, it, but it's, it's a very... Um, good conversation to have. And um, to us, it's just a part of, of working with people over a, a subsequent number of years.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, I know, you know, some people may think, well, you know, maybe what if bonds return higher than stocks going forward? And, you know, we've had the conversation that interest rates are so low right now. I mean, you're looking at the real return of, you know, ten year treasury bond could I mean is most I'd be surprised if it's not negative. Extremely surprised. And so it's kind of a weird um a weird time where that the returns there are just so low that it's it's just interesting to me.
1: Yeah. I mean you you if you when you would make that adjustment you're selling out of you're making adjustment in stocks, right? You're reducing exactly. the exposure to stocks and you're buying into bonds. Well, you know, if you know where interest rates are now, uh, short-term treasuries at least are zero and you know there's really you can expect a negative real rate of return on that and so uh having a discussion with the expected returns is definitely part of uh this process uh when we're talking about client specific reasons to adjust asset allocation
0: yeah i think and, it's important too because also i mean we we've, we've seen that you know we uh, a good index to track is vanguard short-term corporate um you know ETF, the you know simple as VCSH, and we saw a double-digit drop in that fund percentage-wise in the matter of a couple of weeks. So I think it's super important for people to realize too that there definitely is some risk still associated with bonds. It's not you know risk-free return that we're talking about here. It's obviously the risk is less than stocks, but at the same time, it's not a guarantee that that is going to you know return the three or four percent that people have been um, really. 8% over the past one year, which is staggering to me. But when we when we do talk about making that transition, maybe scaling back in stocks, I think it's important for people to also remember that that is not a guaranteed rate of return, even if you are switching over to bonds.
1: Yeah. And that's an uh, excellent point, Nick, because, you know, if you really think about uh, what you're uh, what the objective here is, is to make get some kind of return that beats inflation. And so what's really your definition of a risky investment? Uh, because I can tell you that a short-term bond, uh, it's, if you're looking at a treasury right now, I think the 10-year treasury yield is somewhere in the neighborhood of one half to 65 basis points, 0.6%. Yep. And if inflation is 2.6%, then you've got a negative annualized real rate of return by investing in that asset class. And that is not, you know, uh, very few times in history have you seen negative 10-year rolling returns that are negative, you know, negative 10-year rolling returns. So, yeah. you know, uh, you're, you're you're taking uh, that now, uh, and we'll agree that the purpose for most of our clients of their bond investments is not necessarily return. You know, our primary purpose there is liquidity, it's preservation, and it's a war chest for times just like what? what we're kind of going through, you know, we have this, this bucket of reserves that can be used for distributions, expected distributions during a time where the markets are extremely volatile or, 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 negative. And so, uh, that, that was a good point that you brought up there. Um, Nick, I, I think that's great.
0: Yeah. So, um, and that's really, um, coming to the end of our time here, but that's really all I had, um, to discuss today, unless you wanted to add any closing thoughts, but I really feel like we um, we covered a lot here, especially because this has been a really a buzz a buzzword or a, a big time question in the financial planning world. This really these past five months. I,
1: I will hit on one other uh, point, and that is that you know a reason to make an asset allocation adjustment can be tactical in nature. In other words, um, I think that. Stocks are way overpriced, and I'm going to reduce my exposure to stocks uh, temporarily until valuations come back in line with uh, the stock price. And so, I'll tell you that from um, our standpoint, that's uh, that's almost an impossible task because um, you know we we just don't know. Now, you, you know, one would think that okay, Tesla is. Uh, an example of a company that many think is overpriced based on the value of the company. Mm -hmm. But, but, you know, uh, people thought that five years ago. (laughs) And so, you know, you could be right eventually, but you're wrong for a long period of time. And for our clients, you know, um, we generally get a new client at, uh, you know, middle-aged or you know, coming near the mid to late point in their career, and they're uh, you're talking about a time horizon that is is not infinity, right? It's it's a shortened time horizon, and so making tactical asset allocation adjustments is something that people uh, try to say that they're um, good at, but I just don't think that the average uh, portfolio manager, mutual fund manager, is is. Uh, adept at doing that.
0: Yep. Okay. Awesome. Well, that was a great uh, closing point. And again, we thank you all so much for listening to Finance in a Flash. Have a great time doing this, and hope we can be educational. And um, yeah, so again, we have a good time doing it. Thanks for listening. This is Finance in a Flash.